For his power and strength in the name of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the strength you give us in your name. The power you give us moment by moment. Father, as we open your word, I pray that we might gain a new understanding, Father, of what this means. Speak to our hearts now. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ruth. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Psalm 84 this morning. We continue our series, A Study in the Psalms. Psalm 84 we're going to look at this morning. And uh, time has escaped us because of all we had planned this morning. But uh, I want to get through this psalm together and understand it. This psalm is uh, perfectly laid out because there are three natural sections. It's broken up into three natural sections. And there are two selahs here in the psalm. And where those selahs are is the kind of the uh, dividing point between the uh, three sections that we want to look at this morning. But in each section... You will find the word, and we'll be looking at it, the word blessed. We just heard, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We're going to find the word blessed here. And it's in, we find it in verse 4, verse 5, and verse 12. And we will be looking at those as we go along. But here, one I want you to understand, first of all, uh, who wrote this psalm. At least they, they believe this was written by one of them. Look at the top of the psalm where it says, For the choir director on the, uh, on the Gittith, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Remember the sons of Korah? We talked about them. They it came through, you remember the story of Korah in the Old Testament that rose up against Moses and argued with him and, and wanted to, uh, you know, be a commander too, not just Moses. And, and God had to deal with them. But Korah was a son of Levi way back. And so this, the children of Levi were called to serve in the tabernacle and then later, of course, serve in the temple. But they were the ones that would tear down the tabernacle, put it up, lay everything out, keep everything clean. And they, they, had, they did all the work while the priests did the sacrifices. Now, the priests were not the sons of Korah. The priests, as you recall, had to come through uh, Aaron, the priesthood of Aaron. Moses' brother. And so these are people, the sons of Korah, who were musicians in the temple of the Lord as well. Not only did they take care of everything, but they sang in the choir, just like our beautiful choir just did. They sang unto the Lord. And so we find a psalm here written uh, supposedly by one of the sons of Korah here. And this individual who wrote this, uh, 
He has a problem, and we have seen the same kind of problem when we look at back at Psalm 42 and 43, and that is the psalmist can't get to the house of God. For some reason, for some uh, uh, situation that's in his life, something prevents him from being where he longs to be. And so we're going to find out that in the midst of his trials and suffering, he finds out the key to being blessed, to being blessed. And of course, we know that that word blessed, we're going to look at that a little later, basically means happy, to be happy. But if you'll look with me now at verses 1 through 4, he begins, O God, do not remain quiet. I'm sorry. That was 83. 84. Yeah. How lovely are thy dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The bird also has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. And here it is. How blessed are those who dwell in thy house. They are ever praising thee. They are ever praising thee. The psalmist breaks out here with praise for God's holy temple. His desire, he, he begins in verse 1 there by speaking of the loveliness of, of the, the temple. Now, uh, he could be referring to the aesthetic beauty of the, the temple of Solomon. Uh, it was magnificent to look at. But it was me even more lovely to him because of what it represented, because it represented the presence of God. And so he considers the house of God lovely. Have you considered the house of God here, Jonestown Bible Church, a place that you would consider lovely, a place that you really desire to be at and, and come and worship the Lord. This was his desire. Verse 2, he said, My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. He yearns. He hasn't been able to get back to the temple, but he yearns for God. He, learns, uh, he yearns for the, the uh, presence of God. And remember, back then, the presence of God was found in the temple, the Holy of Holies, and where they would come to worship. And three times a year, the Jews had to make a journey, a pilgrimage, to Jerusalem. And it is then that they would enter the temple and be able to worship the Lord and bring their sacrifices but here's a yearning that this man has, a yearning. Did you have any of that yearning this week 
as you thought about worshiping the Lord this morning? I talked to a number of our men uh, on different occasions at our Bible study. They shared with me how they couldn't wait till Wednesday night. They couldn't wait till they got to church Wednesday night to fellowship with other men of like faith and open the word of God and, and be in his presence and listen to the Lord and be blessed, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord. They said, it's, it's almost like if, if I miss Wednesday night, some of them will say, if I miss Wednesday night, I don't feel right during the week. Something's missing. There is that joy they bring of coming into the house of the Lord. And this psalmist was desiring the same thing. And then verse 3, how beautiful, what a picture. He writes there concerning the bird. The bird also has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. I love this. Even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. I love the King James translation of this. He said, the King James translates it, Yea, the sparrow hath found a house. The sparrow hath found a house. What is he picturing here? The psalmist remembers being in the temple and being there and seeing these birds, these little tiny birds fly in and out of the temple because they have built a nest in the Lord's house. Way up top among the pillars, somewhere up there, God had prepared them a little place where they could build their nest. And they come in and out freely and feed their young. Notice he says at the end of verse, uh, middle of verse 3 there, and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. The young baby birds, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, even thine altars. What is he saying? He's saying that these uh, these beautiful little birds have found a home. But you know where their home is? It's right close to the altar of God. And they were freely came in. And this is a reminder to him of the joy he has. Just like a free little bird that flies in, takes care of her young in there, but Overall, it's being protected by the Lord. And you and I, when we understand that we have the presence of the Lord in our hearts as believers, permanently the Holy Spirit indwells us, we have that joy of the Lord and we know that we can come close to the throne, close to the altar in our prayers in the, as we study his word and when we come corporately here at church and gather together in his name, something wonderful takes place. We are drawn closer to the presence of the Lord. But that is a choice that I must make. Do I choose to be blessed in, by the presence of the Lord here in this place? 
Notice he says there, verse 4, How blessed are those who dwell in thy house. How happy are those who dwell in thy house. Now the Hebrew word for blessed here is ashar, A-S-H-A-R, okay? Now there are different words in the Hebrew uh, language for our one English word blessed that we use in translation. Okay, so when you see the word blessed in one part of scripture, it may not mean the same word blessed in another part of scripture. This Hebrew word means, as we mentioned, happy, happy or joyful. Happy is that you could say this, happy are those who dwell in thy house. And when he speaks of dwelling in the house, he's speaking of dwelling in his presence. And so this first section of verses if you would want to give a title to it, and what is the key to being blessed? The psalmist found out that he is blessed by the presence of the Lord, by the presence of the Lord. And the only way you and I are going to experience happiness and joy in our life is if we spend time in the presence of the Lord. He wants me to stop in the middle of my day, wherever I am, and worship him in my heart. To take time at home to, to open his word and to quietly stand before him to pour out my heart and then read from his precious living word that he might speak to me. I can walk in his presence constantly. I have to be aware. I love the phrase practicing the presence of of the Lord. Have you ever heard that? Practicing the presence of the Lord. If I would but practice the presence of the Lord, which means as I'm going through my day, my mind is constantly aware of God's presence right with me. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there. But if I choose to be busy, my mind is all busy and, and I'm just full of all kinds of anxiety and worries of this life. And I, and I forget that he is there with me and he's ready for me to just call out to him. Then I'm not going to find any joy in my life. I'm not going to have that blessedness, that happiness he is talking about here. But the psalmist is blessed by his presence. But let's look at the second section beginning at verse 5. How blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the highways to Zion, passing through the valley of Baca. They make it a spring or a well. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. And then verse 8. O Lord God of hosts, Hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Back there in verse 5, we see the second reason this psalmist has found to bring him happiness. That he might be blessed. What is it? He says, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. We just heard it sung so beautifully. 
There is strength in the name of the Lord. There is strength in the name of the Lord. This word strength is is mentioned uh, here three times in these four verses. Verse 5, verse 7, twice there. But here he's talking about relying on the Lord for his strength while he waits to get into the presence of the Lord in the temple. That he longs for that, but there is, there is an affliction, something in his life that is, has made him weak, has troubled him. And he's finding out that the only way he can survive this is by relying on the strength of the Lord. You might be there right now. You might be in a place where you are finding yourself weak. You've got, gotten some bad news. You've gotten, you, you become discouraged by the things that have happened to you or to loved ones. And it, it, it just suddenly you just find yourself. You, some days I don't know if I can keep on going. I've spoken to believers who, who just said, I, I don't think I can keep on going because of the trouble that I find myself in. But this strength is given by the Lord. And the only way to make it through is through his strength and not our own. Every year, as I mentioned, the Jews had to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So that they could worship in the temple. But many of them did not live nearby Jerusalem. So they lived miles and miles away that they would have to walk or travel uh, to, through, the, through the wilderness. And many times they would have to spend the nights in the wilderness there. How many of you ever have gone camping in the wilderness? Anybody been out there? A lot of you campers, people, just go out there and at nighttime. I have not had the joy of doing that. You know, I'm being a city boy. Uh, you know, I don't have, don't have much experience in camping. Well, actually, we drove, we used to travel in a motorhome. Does that count? No. <laughs> in our music ministry, I guess not. But... <clears throat> But at night, lying outside, and I know some of you hunters have done this, but lying outside, now if you didn't have a gun, right, what's the feeling? You know, back then, there was a fear of all kinds of wild animals at night. And then there was the fear of robbers and thieves who might come upon you at night on the road to Jerusalem as you were traveling. And so he finds himself weary in his traveling. And many found themselves weary in their traveling. Notice he, he's talking about, at the end of verse 5, in whose hearts are the highways to Zion. But verse 6, passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. 
passing through the valley of Baca. Now, archaeologists have studied all over Israel, looked all over Israel, and looked in ancient manuscripts for a valley of Baca somewhere. Oh, there's a valley of Elah and other valleys, but they could not find a valley of Baca. So what does he mean by this if it's not a literal valley? Well, the word Baca, we know what that means in Hebrew. The word Baca means to weep. It means weeping or shedding tears. In other words, he's saying, passing through the, you might say, the valley of weeping, the valley of tears. When I go through that valley, what happens to him? When he says, I'm happy because, and I find joy because my strength is in the Lord in this valley. Here is the valley of sorrow. And yet, what does the Lord do if our strength is in him? The, he will bring blessing. He'll bring a spring in the midst of that desert, in the midst of that wilderness. He will care for us. Turn to Isaiah 40, if you would, with me quickly. Book of Isaiah. So just past Psalms. Isaiah 40, verses 28. Familiar passage, one of my... Uh, most encouraging passages that I found over the years. Isaiah 40, verse 28. He writes, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though the, earth, uh, though the youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, here's the key. And the psalmist found this out. Yet those who wait upon the Lord will what? Renew their strength. Gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not become faint. Dear Christian, this morning, you feel yourself weak and faint. And you're struggling through. Here is the answer, the key. It is in the valley of Baca, your Baca, the valley of weeping, weeping, wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. That wait means to, to completely put your trust in him to give you that strength. And then you will have that feeling like an eagle does when it gets up and flies. The other day we were driving down, I guess it's 343, and um, I think it was Glory who saw the nest. There, oh, it was Anna. And Anna, there was, there was this huge giant nest, in the, this big giant tree at the very top, huge nest. It, it, had, it had to be an eagle's nest. Does anybody know about eagles over there? It is that then. 
they hang out at Hope's house. So if you want to see eagles, go to Hope's house. No way. I'm coming. Skylar, that's amazing. Really? Oh, <laughs> you know, can you imagine eagles in your backyard? But there's that giant nest, and uh, <clears throat> just think of what an eagle does. My dad used to bring a, a message, a sermon on the eagle, and, and he, he would use this passage as his foundation. But if you look at what the eagles can do, they get up, and the wind gets under their wings, they soar. They soar like no other bird. God has made them majestic. And God is saying spiritually to you and me, I will lift you up like an eagle who has wings. And the wind gets under their wings. And I will sustain you. I will strengthen you. Turn back now. I just wanted you to see that because that's what the psalmist is talking about here. Turn back to Psalm 84. The second title for this second section, we could say this. The psalmist is blessed in the valley because the Lord is his strength. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. Blessed is the psalmist because in the valley, the Lord is his strength. The Lord is his strength. Notice verse 7. They go from strength to strength. In the wilderness, they will continue. That's the renewing of your strength. That's the renewing of your strength. In the wilderness, through the strength of the Lord and the strength of his Holy Spirit in you. He is going to empower you, dear Christian, to be able to face whatever is before you. And to bring you through. So that you might reach that, that place of victory. And remember, we, like the Jews were tra- who made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem, you and I are traveling. This is not our home, but we're traveling to the new Jerusalem. That new Jerusalem that Jesus talked about that he's preparing for us. And that's why, you see, the psalmist says there, he, he speaks at the end of verse 7, every one of them... These travelers appears before God in Zion. The word Zion is another name for Jerusalem. In other words, he's saying not one is God going to lose. Not one he's going to lose in the wilderness. And God will not forsake you and not lose you on the way to the new Jerusalem in heaven. For Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. John 14. I go and what? Prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. He is preparing a place for each one of us. This, was the, this is the hope that Wes Rife is experiencing right now. He called me on the phone this week and told me that his beloved wife uh, of uh, been married six, I believe it's sixty or seventy years. They she went home to be with the Lord. Some of you remember Wes and Joy Rife. 
And uh, they used to attend here, be faithful members, but they had to move away because of their health to live with their son. But now she suffered so much, but now she is with the Lord. And he knows where she is, that she's finished her pilgrimage, finished her journey, but he doesn't believe it's very long to wait till he sees her again. And for the believer, that is our blessed hope. That's why we don't sorrow as others who have no hope. The psalmist is blessed in the valley because the Lord is his strength. And then verse 8, he says, he suddenly cries out to the Lord, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O my God of Jacob. He's crying out. In the midst of all this, he does cry out to the Lord. You know, in the midst of his pain, he understands how to be blessed, how to receive the joy of the Lord, and yet he still cries out to the Lord. The pain doesn't go away sometimes. We still will struggle, but with tears running down our face, we can find strength in the Lord, and we can be blessed. We can have an inner joy. And then verse 9, let's look at verse 9. Let's look at the last section, 9 to 12. He writes, Behold our shield, O God, and look upon the face of thine anointed. Look upon me. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. I love the King James translation of this verse there. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than enjoy the things of the world, all that they have to give. You know, when I think of heaven and I think of the day I'll be there, we won't be worthy to enter those gates. But oh, what an honor it would be if the Lord would even just allow me To be a gatekeeper in the kingdom. A small, insignificant ministry, but to be in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. And many of you serve the Lord here at Jonestown Bible Church in many capacities in ministry. Many behind the scene as helpers. And you may think, oh, it's, it's not a big deal. You know, it's just a little thing. You don't get the, 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 you know, you're not on the platform, people applauding or saying great job, but you're doing it silently for the glory of God. You're, as it were, a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. God will bless you and you will find joy as you realize that he is there with you and you are serving him and you are serving in his presence when you use your gifts and talents for the Lord. He goes on then, verse 11, For the Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. The Lord is a sun and shield. Here is a beautiful picture. The sun is what gives us light in the darkness. It shows us the way. You might be in the darkness 
of a so-called night spiritually in your life, the Lord his, will be as a son and show you the way. And then he will be a shield to you. Shield is what protects you from the enemy and protects you from all harm. And the psalmist realized where his strength came from. It came from the Lord, the Lord alone. Therefore, his trust is in the Lord as his shield and as his son. And he will not withhold any good things from us. It doesn't mean he's going to give us a brand new home and a big bank account and, and a nice Mercedes and all these other kind of things that the world offers. No, he won't withhold good things from his children. He'll meet all your needs and everything he gives you will be good. And then verse 12 he ends with this, the last blessing. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in thee. And the last point of this third section is this. The psalmist is blessed, blessed by faith. <laughs> the psalmist is blessed by by faith. He says it right there. I'm blessed. The man who is blessed is the one who trusts in you. That's what faith is. And this week, this week, would you say, Lord, I want to be blessed. I want to have your joy and happiness in spite of what's going on in my life. Take what the psalmist has learned. Take what he has learned through his suffering. One, be blessed by his presence. Secondly, be blessed by his strength. And thirdly, be blessed by faith. Your faith and trust in him. And he is watching over you, dear Christian. And he will perfect that which what? concerns you that which concerns you let's pray together with our heads bowed before the Lord dear Christian perhaps you are right now in the valley of tears and you're finding it's t tough to walk through the journey you're on, on your way to the celestial city, that heavenly home. And you find yourself deep in a valley and you just, there's no joy there. There's no happiness. Would you now just turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I desire to walk in your presence, to practice your presence in my life. Lord, give me a longing to be in your house and among fellow believers that I might come and worship you and give you all the praise. Then you will be blessed, dear Christian. And in your valley of tears, would you say, Lord, give me your strength. 
I can't rely on my own strength anymore. Lord, give me the strength you promised to give me. And Father, finally, I put my total trust, my faith in you. To work all things together for good in my life. Would you make that commitment, Christian? If you're here without Christ this morning, I invite you to accept the Savior right now. Open your heart and receive him by faith. Pray a simple prayer like this with me now. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin. I believe you died on that cross for me. And you took the punishment for my sin. Come into my heart right now. Wash my sins away. I receive you today as my very own Savior. Thank you for dying for me and rising from the dead, Lord Jesus. And with head still bowed before the Lord, if you gave your heart to Christ, you are now born again spiritually. You're a child of God. Your sins have been forgiven, washed away by the blood of the Lamb. Welcome to the family. Heavenly Father, thank you for decisions made. May our hearts be encouraged as we leave here, Lord. Walking in your presence, Lord. Walking in your strength. And walking by faith. We pray all this in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Amen.